For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Live. It says we're live. And I don't know if it's working. Wow. <laughs> we're new. I we're new to this. Yeah. But I'm glad you dressed for the occasion. I mean, obviously, happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Mike, let's talk about what you're wearing. Okay. So, what I am wearing is kind of an inside joke if you're part of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. Um, we have kind of an obsession with pickles and pickle-based foods. And Pickle Mike! <laughs> Pickle Mike, yes. <laughs> but this is a really fun story because I don't know if you remember, was it last year in Philadelphia? We had all of the pickle shirts yes. and the pickle inflatables and everything. Yes. I was supposed to wear this, but the Amazon package didn't get delivered until after I had to start driving from Detroit to Philly that day. So... <laughs> Sometimes it just happens that way. It worked out. That's right. Well, I'm I'm happy to see you dressed up. I didn't dress up. Um, I'm wearing a propaganda shirt, which is pretty awesome. Well, I mean, we're here to talk about some new shit, aka music, which is not shit, but we talk. We yeah. call it the new shit, the good shit. Mike, let's uh, let's get started. Let's do it. So, uh, first, I think we should talk about some old shit. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the new album from I Don't Know How But They Found Me called Razzmatazz. Yes. What did you think of this album? Didn't listen to it. Awesome. So I'm just <laughs> going to sit here and talk about it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I've heard the singles. I didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. I was so busy over the weekend with, you know, getting this Twitch stuff set up and everything. I didn't have a chance to put it yeah. on. Um, I, I think this is the first time I haven't listened to the number one record you've come up with, Mike. So my bad. I think so as well. Um, but yeah, let's talk talk about the record and you know, kind of. I, I heard the singles. Um, talk talk to me just mm-hmm. about what the rest of the record entailed. 
So the rest of the record, besides the singles, um, they really followed the same kind of profile where they've got these 80 synth tones and everything along those lines. But each song was extremely different on the album while still being able to tell that it was, I don't know how, but they found me. Like they've got this really good vibe. And even from their past EP and this new album, every song it comes on, I immediately recognize it as them. Um, if awesome. you've never listened to the 1975 or not 1975, I don't know how, but they found me. <laughs> and if you want to get a good idea, listen to nine in the afternoon by panic at the disco and imagine synthesizers over it. It's okay. pretty much how it sounds. I think, um, and this album, something that surprised me that they didn't have a lot of on the singles, but did have a lot of on the album is piano. And I think we've talked about this once, but I am an absolute sucker for good piano play. Okay. And when you have it kind of sprinkled throughout your album and done well, I think it can add a whole layer of depth to an album that really kind of brings it over the top. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think in my younger days, I always thought, I always looked at his piano as like kind of like a lame instrument. You know, there's always like, mm-hmm. you think of like your parents forcing you, yeah, forcing you to like, take piano lessons and it's like super boring and you like learn Chopin and like, you know, all that. So, but it's true. Like as Mm -hmm. I've gotten older, um, I really regret not learning more piano when I was a kid because it's such a powerful instrument. Like it's, it's a, it can be incredible. Um, and you know, bring it up nine in the afternoon, man, I, I love that song. I remember when, when panic, the disco released their first album. I'll, I'll be honest. When panic, the disco released their first album, I just thought this was, this is like a Fall Out Boy ripoff. This is just Fall Out Boy 2.0, whatever. Not that excited about it. Mm-hmm. Then Nine in the Afternoon came out. Like, I think it was the first single off that album. And yeah, I think it was too. It, I was like, this is amazing. Like, this band is incredible. I love, I love the song. I love the album. And everyone shit mm-hmm. on it. Like, everybody I mean, thinks it was- that album's like not a good album. And I, I'm like, Maybe just because I'm a big Beatles guy, but um, I loved it. I love the album. I think it's weird, and I'm not a big Beatles guy, um, but I think the album was absolutely great. I don't like it as much as their first album, but like, it's still a good album. It's still a scene classic, in my opinion. Like, and honestly, I think that kind of paved the way for Panic the Disco's modern success because that's yeah. when they first started like breaking into that like super poppy, but still a little like tinge of alternative and punk sound. Absolutely. And with that, I think we're going to look at somebody else who has a tinge of another sound in their music. Did you listen to the new Ghost Main record that came out last I, week? I did put that one on. I don't think I got all yeah. the way. I don't think I got all the way through it. Um, but I, I'll tell you, man, I'm I'm really digging the Three Six Mafia vibes. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I I'll be honest. I listened to that, and then I put on a little bit of. Um, Three Six Mafia's uh, "When the Smoke Clears," which is one of my favorite hip hop mm-hmm. records of all time, and I'm definitely hearing the influence, and I'm 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 okay with that. Yeah, and did you get to hear like more of the metal riffs and stuff like that throughout the album that they that Ghostman kind of brought in? Oh yeah, absolutely, and I I, I think it's cool. I, I I think you made a good pick because for for mm-hmm. real, like that that is that is absolutely um a, a strong. I think it's a strong record. You know, um, from what I've heard of it so far. Um, I really liked it because it had a lot of these different influences from the scene while still being true to being a hip hop record. Like it had these 
kind of industrial moments and it had these straight up kind of like heavy metal power chord moments that I really liked. Like, I think the best way that I can describe this album is that this album is the album Marilyn Manson wishes he made this year. Cause that's the kind of the vibes I get almost from it is like weird Marilyn Manson esque, like over the top showmanship vibes for sure absolutely we we didn't touch on that when we talked about him last week but you there's no denying mm-hmm. the marilyn manson influence definitely in terms of imagery uh but also in the yeah. music too you know marilyn manson uh, shout out to our intro creator all right well hey um shall we jump in to this week's uh top five i really think we should okay so i know i told you i normally give shane a little preview before every week so he's not totally blindsided but this (laughs) week i said number five is mike's surprise do you have any guesses on what it could be i have no i don't have any guesses i'm i'm excited for a mike howell surprise this is great all right how do you feel about christmas music oh i'm 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 into it i like i'll I'll be honest man i i think Christmas carols, some of them are such sick songs. Mm-hmm. And by the time, like, I'm usually getting pretty sick of them by the time, like, Christmas rolls around, especially if I'm up shopping at stores. Yeah. And if I have to hear another shitty rendition of Last Christmas, I might fucking blow my yeah. brains out in a Target store, um, to be honest. Because I, I that, oh, that song is so insufferable. And some of the whiny ass versions. It really versions, is. Oh, but I, but I mean, some of the like, like you talk about some of those classic Christmas carols, um, you know, I'm all about, mm-hmm. all about them. And anytime somebody does an original uh, Christmas record, like, you know, August Burns Red, they did really yep, great. Those are one. great. Um, I, I, there's, you know, anytime somebody does that, I'm, I'm all I'm on board for it. Sweet. Well, I don't know if they have any originals on this record, but it's a new Christmas record called It's Christmas All Over by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yeah? Nice. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's really I, cool. I absolutely love the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, they've put out two singles from it already. Um, I forget which ones they were. Let me pull up my list real quick. It was uh, This Is Christmas and Let It Snow. Kind of classics. But they also definitely put their like kind of 90s rock vibe on it. And it came on and I could tell it was Goo Goo Dolls. And I'm really honestly excited for this album. It's going to go in the heavy rotation of my Christmas playlist. Hell yeah. No, I love the Goo Goo Dolls. Always have. Always felt like, you know, even in my punk days when like everything I listened to, you know, in high school had to be like super fucking fast punk rock, like double time. Mm -hmm. I, I always was, you know, keeping my ear to the ground for, you know, those little nuggets of good music in the mainstream and yeah. i think it was the goo goo dolls boy named goo album and they had this song called long Great way album. Da- long way down it's the first song on the record i was like this is like mm-hmm. kind of a banging like sort of punk rock song and I'm- i've always been a huge fan of goo goo dolls and, and they obviously they branched out and they did other things and got mm-hmm. massive and but I, they're so talented I think they've kind of connected with a lot of people from kind of the punk and metal scene too. Just because their lyricism in a lot of their songs, it's not happy kind of pop rock. It's there's some pretty depressing themes with like Iris and songs like that. Yeah. Like I think yeah, overall sure. they're a really underrated artist, not globally, but kind of in our scene. And 
I've seen them live. They're a great time. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So so that, okay. I didn't know this was coming out. I'm ex- really excited for this. This is great. Me too. So number four, we're going back to the scene music, obviously, for the rest of this. Uh, have you ever heard of a band from Massachusetts called Driveways? I have not. All right. Well, they're releasing their new album, October Forever. Um, it's kind of in the genre of easycore, where it's almost like an old a day to remember, where it's mainly pop punk, but they've definitely got some of the faster riffs, uh, some screaming here or there. Um, if you're a fan of the modern band called Belmont, they're similar to that band. Yeah. Um, they've also got like some hip hop influences occasionally. I'm overall really excited for this because I think easycore is a genre that's kind of been missed for a little bit um we're missing a lot of music that the choruses are these kind of anthemic almost and just make you want to jump up and down and have a good time but there's kind of faster parts in the verses and bridges that still want to get you out and get moving more than just up and down Totally, man. I, I know what you mean. I feel like that 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 particular it's kind of like I mean, it's a subgenre of pop punk, really. Right. And, you yeah. know, you've seen the bands over the years, kind of like their popularity kind of come and go. You know, one of my favorites in that yep. sort of genre would be like set your goals, maybe. Um, and obviously, yep. a day to remember are, 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 you know, they've 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 always just remained consistent, you know, in terms of, of popularity mm-hmm. and everything. But they've dabbled in that sound. And I think it's a fun genre, yep. you know, like I think that it gives you, I do too. it gives you aggression and it gives you some pop sensibility um, and you can put mm-hmm. some really great, really great songs into it. And I, I, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that, that yeah. it isn't it gives more you a lot a, of flexibility. More, yeah, exactly. I'm actually surprised it's not, you know, I like it. It's good. I'm glad awesome. to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad for it too. Let's move on to number three. So coming out of St. Petersburg, Russia. We've got this band called Wild Ways with their new album, Anna. Whoa. Um, if you don't know who Wild Ways are, they are a metalcore band uh, fronted by Tolly is his name. He's kind of popular on YouTube for releasing a lot of covers and things along those lines. Um, if you like bands that are metalcore with a bit of electronic influence, kind of like Anna's OK or Bad Omens, okay. I think you'll really like this album. Um, overall from the singles they've only put out two because they announced this album at the beginning of the month and releasing it at the end of the month Um, if you like really catchy riffs and the occasional breakdown with some electronic elements uh, you might not be able to understand all of the singing not because the guy has an impressive screaming voice but because he does do about half the vocals in Russian which is super cool I think Yeah. Uh, whenever a band can kind of go back and forth between hey we're singing in english for the choruses but all these kind of bridges uh they're going to be straight up in russian and you're going to have no idea what's going on <laughs> but the way that they wrote the songs um i don't know what word i want to use but how they kind of flow they stay consistent and you still like it's still catchy even though you have no idea what it means it's like enrique iglesias right but russian. right Right. Wow. I, I don't know if I can remember a band from Russia at all. Slaughter to Prevail? I don't even know this band. I Honestly, I, oh. I can't think of a band from Russia other than like, you know, Pussy Riot, which isn't like a real band, you know, yeah. it's kind of like a movement. Or uh, there's a band called Svetlana's. They're a punk band 
they're yeah. Russian, but they don't actually, they actually got kicked out of Russia for being a punk band and now they live in Italy. Um, so hmm. that's pretty crazy. So I, I, you know, I've been to Russia a couple times. I've met Russian musicians and we've played with Russian bands, but in terms of a band, you know, in the scene coming out, yeah. you know, um, that's, that's like, that's pretty cool. And I, I'm, I'm stoked mm-hmm. that you, you, that you added them here to the list. This is great. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a scene that is kind of not making it into the uh, like limelight of our scene. Very similar to how a lot of European bands don't get big over here in the States for us or like North America. And yep. I've kind of found these guys on a whim with their last album. And I was really impressed by the fact that they sing both in English and Russian and still put out some killer jams. And I'm really excited for this album. Uh, at some point, it's in one of the singles. They kind of go into a classic rock slow jam at some point too. Oh yeah. Some really fuzzy guitar. Like they're just super diverse. And I think if you like being surprised by every song on an album, that this one's going to be good for you. Cool. Great. Great. Wild ways at number three, number two, number two. So this is where we get into the nitty gritty where <laughs> you guys are definitely going to know these bands. And Shane, if you don't know these bands, I'm going to be sad. How excited are you for the new Like Moths to Flames album? Oh, I, I fucking love Like Moths to Flames. Always love them. Who doesn't? I've loved Chris Roeder's work even when he was in Amorosa. I mean, how Amazing long ago voice. was that? You know, their first EP. A long that time ago. That, that, that slipped. That was such a cool... When that mm-hmm. came out, I know I know I'm switching gears a lot here. But when the first Emerosa EP came out, it was on Rise Records before Rise Records had, you know, the big bands like the Devil Wears Pradas mm-hmm. and and the uh, um, Dance Gavin Dances, you know. And um, this Craig, the owner of Rise, he sent me a bunch of records because he was always he was always yep. down with Silverstein. And he was always a fan of us. He wanted to sign us, but we were trapped in the Victory contract and. He gave me a bunch of records, and it was like the first Dance Gavin Dance album that was just came, mm-hmm. about to come out, and and some other ones, and this Amorosa EP, and I like thought it was the best thing in the lot, um, and you know, and mm-hmm. and just just to watch Chris, you know, and like Monster Flames, they came out. I think that they initially like they they were always good, but they've just grown so much mm-hmm. as a band that I, I like I can't wait for this album. Oh yeah, I think they they've always kind of been that generic metalcore band for me and obviously Chris has an amazing voice and but they've always just kind of sat in that kind of middle of the pack area and with their last album uh I think it's called Desolate Divine that album was absolutely incredible and Chris really started to show off his voice and I think they started to show off a different style of songwriting yeah. Um I'm really excited for this one. They're going back towards a little bit more of their heavy older ways, I think. Um the guitar riffing is a lot more present. Uh the vocals are a little bit further down in the mix, which kind of upsets me, but is what it is. Right, right, right. Um overall, I'm still really excited for this album. I think that it's going to be bangers front to back. Um and Honestly, if we hadn't gotten a surprise announcement earlier this month, it would have been my number one this month. Right. I was really looking forward to it. So, yeah, you, you talked about this a few times, I know, uh, as the Lake Moss, the mm-hmm. Flames uh, singles were released. 
how you were disappointed yep. in the uh, vocal production. And mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of wondering, I, I meant to ask you sort of like what you mean. Is it just to you that they're not loud enough in the mix, that there's something just off about them? Because obviously like vocals yeah. in any band are, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, lead singer syndrome uh, anyway, but they're the mm -hmm. most important thing. Uh, unless you're talking about maybe a Buddy Rich album. Uh, or a Joe Satriani yeah. album, then maybe there's some instrumentation yeah. that's more important. But vocals are vocals are they're the shit, right? That's uh, very important. So I'm kind of wondering what you mean when you say this. And and could this be so, uh, like next week when we talk about you know this album? If we do, you know, will we talk about um, will we talk about the vocals and how they could lead to this album? You know, being disappointing. I mean, I don't think it's going to lead to this album being disappointing in any way whatsoever. I just think that they're a little bit low in the mix, and at some points they can be hard to understand on the first run. Uh, when Chris is screaming, he's got kind of this very aggressive scream, and with a lot of, like, Moss to Flames guitar work, uh, it's also very fast and aggressive. Yep. And I think that the guitar and the vocals at that point, it, during some of the songs, are a little bit too close to each other. And you kind of get lost in which one you should be listening to and where your ear is drawing you to. So I almost have to force myself to work to listen to one or the other. I don't think I should have to do something like that. I think the music should tell me at what point what I should be listening to. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the with the cleans. A couple of the singles, they kind of had uh, kind of these noodly fills under the choruses. And they were kind of right in the same range that Chris's high singing was. And... I don't think it's going to kill this album for me, but it's just something that maybe 10 years down the road when there's a remix remaster, it would be appreciated to fix. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. Are our standards for what an album should sound like is it's so it's just gotten so high now that, that it, mm -hmm. it's, it's tough, man. Like it's kind of this, like really high bar that a bunch of people because of the music that they've been exposed to the last like almost two decades now yeah they're being such a high quality that when they realize something is a slightly lower quality mix wise it is blatantly obvious and sometimes it's just not what people are expecting and it can ruin records for people i'm not that way yeah i know like I, I normally only dock a point or two for my end of year totals if the mix is bad yeah but I mean, for some people, it's really a game changer. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, like, growing up when I grew up and, you know, you know, listening to so much 90s and 80s punk rock mm -hmm. and metal, especially metal. Man, there were so many badly yeah. recorded records that I love. And to this day, I love. But I will be oh, yeah, honest, same. like, some of the bands that I still, like, I put on all the time, their records are well recorded, you know, like it's like metal. Mm -hmm. I bring up metal specifically because if you ever want to like Google, just Google like the top 10 black metal bands, you know, of all time, you try oh, to yeah. listen to them. Those, those recordings are so bad. Like it's just, they're absolutely abysmal. so hard to get into those, those bands now because of what you're used to hearing. Um, you know, and then there's mm -hmm. records like Pantera, like those records still sound incredible. Um, or even at yep. the gates that like that record, uh, slaughter of the soul, like that's, I think that came out in like 95 and it still sounds good. 
I even think the original Metallic album, Kill 'Em All, still sounds great with the mix. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it's. it's it just depends on the vibe the record's supposed to have sometimes, too, yep. right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I almost feel Kill 'em All is supposed to be dirty. It, it is, but also there's there's like a weird thing. I have this weird theory about production and with Metallica is mm-hmm. the biggest metal band ever of all time. Yeah. Someone might argue Iron Maiden is bigger. I don't even think that's true. Metallica no. started, they, they put metal on the map. So, is are those Metallica records, those recordings, those production, you know, is that good? Or is that, because that was the first thing, everybody like copied that and built on that mm-hmm. to where that production might not at the time have been as good as other things that came out, but because they got so popular, other artists sort of like, that's what we were used to hearing. Like, mm-hmm. that's what a kick drum's supposed and- to sound like. That's what a guitar's supposed to sound like. And then over time... That's just what we're used to, you know? I, I don't yeah, know. It's it's just an interesting sort of um, idea, you know? I think if, if we took the modern standards that we have for, like, the music we listen to, like Silverstein, A Day to Remember, whatever your favorite scene band is, and you compared that mix next to Metallica's first album, everybody would absolutely hate it and think it's one of the worst mixed things ever. But as yeah. a building block, like you're explaining, I, I think it's one of the best mixed albums ever because, I mean... It is the start of metal, and like I've just grown up listening to that album. Yeah, and sure, I tried listening to what I think it was like 2014 when Metallica remastered it or something like that for like the 40 year anniversary, whatever it was. Yeah, and I like couldn't listen to it just because it didn't sound as dirty. Right. <laughs> like, well, you know, Metallica has uh, their <laughs> I mean, like Injustice for All, the record with no bass, yeah, literally no bass, no bass. Uh, Saint Anger, the record with the worst snare drum ever recorded in uh, history. You know, so th- I'm not going to say they're flawless, but I'm just bringing up a, like a weird, maybe a a, mm-hmm. a thought that maybe no one ever really quite verbalized in that way. That like the thing that paves the way, the exactly. thing that sets a certain standard, that will always be there other you know other things will will exist around it but you know it Mm -hmm. it, it set the tone for thrash metal so yep all right well a little metallica uh break before we get to the big record and we will get to it after this commercial time do you have a a commercial for uh, pickles mike uh i do if you're ever feeling down, just go a looking round and find a pickle. Mike's Pickle Company, Livonia, Michigan. Yep. Enjoy responsibly. <laughs> we'll start it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. We're back and we're going to talk about the number one album of the week. I think it's going to be a big one. Mike, take it away. I mean, this is one of the biggest bands to ever come out of our scene. Uh, It's the new album, EP technically, but it's nine songs, so it's an album from Bring Me the Horizon. Wow. Yes. Are you excited, Shane? I I am excited. You know, I I have had such a, I don't know, I had a kind of an up and down relationship with Bring Me the Horizon, to be honest. Um, Yeah. I love the band when they came out. Like the mm-hmm. first record when it was super fucking deathcore grindy. I liked the band yep. and I, I really enjoyed 
kind of everything about it. Like I remember the first time I'd heard of the band, like heard the rumblings of the band a little bit. And I actually saw their video on Much Music, like for one of their early, early songs. I can't remember which one. Okay. And I was like, this is kind of sick. Like, I kind of like this band. And obviously, like, they changed so much. And oh, um, when, Sep Eternal, when Sep Eternal came out, I was like, okay, that they, this band has reached, like, the pinnacle, you know? And then for mm-hmm. me, after that, I, I think that I was not as, as on board with... Um, the stuff that has come out since then. Not to say that yeah. I think it's bad. Not to say that uh, I don't think, I don't respect the band for trying new things and and branching out. But personally, just as a fan of the band, I didn't like it mm-hmm. as much. But I have to say, man, the singles that have come out uh, from, I assume, what's going to be on this record, I've been very excited. Uh, I feel like they've kind of, matured in a way that they can kind of bring the best parts of their sound over the mm-hmm. years and channel it into this new album. And that's what I'm hoping for. And I really have to agree with that. I think that they're kind of bringing a lot of elements from all of their different projects. I wouldn't say the kind of the early stuff, like they're not touching anything from counter blessings or the edge of your seat. Right. But from suicide season, there is a hell uh, some paternal ammo yeah. that's the spirit like there are inklings of every single album that are going to be in this release there are some absolutely amazing singles already out um ludens the first song that came out is absolutely incredible um we've got what was the next song parasite eve which came out a little bit in summer i think um and then obey with young blood and right. this newest single, Teardrops, which sounds like Linkin Park, but in an, in the right way. Like, I think every single has been unique, but still follows this theme of heaviness that I'm really enjoying from the band. They haven't sacrificed their songwriting capabilities, which even though a lot of people didn't like Ammo or That's the Spirit, you still can't deny that, like, Every song that they wrote for those albums was impeccably well done. The lyricism yeah. was just great. It was just kind of a different overall seal, yep. yeah, seal, feel and vibe to it. Yep. No, we watched their popularity just go up and up and up. You know, I mean, I remember, I remember watching them like them, like you know, because I'm from Toronto. I remember seeing them uh, playing, you know, like a 500 cap room not sold out, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to then next time they're through, they're playing to a thousand cap room and it is sold out to, I think the last time I would have seen them was maybe four years ago and they were playing an arena. So, you know, a small arena, but still we're talking yeah. about five, 6,000 people there. And I think since then they've just continued to grow and, you know, say mm-hmm. what you want about the change of, of style or the change in sound and, you know, the old fans always want to say the old music is better. I don't know if it is or not, but, you know, their popularity has has skyrocketed. And I have to ask you this, Mike. What did you think of their very strange yeah. EP that I don't know if it was an EP because it was very long? So um, they called it an EP. Yeah. I th- what did that come out last year? I want to say I don't even remember what it was called. It was right at the end of last year, like. It was like two or three days before the end of the year. 
and it's called music to listen to eat to sleep to vibe to something blah 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 a lot of things you can do to this music and i honestly really liked it because that's kind of what it was like nothing about the music was abrasive and it was just kind of music that you could put on in the background and almost do anything to and i liked a lot of the features on it like i thought halsey yeah. was cool um and i thought a uh, little i think it's little lotus was on there or something like that it was cool and you can kind of tell where they had like kind of leftover pieces that were almost like they took 15 seconds off the end of a song from Amo. And they're like, we still have this cool beat that we wanted to throw at the end of this, but didn't let's use that for something else and just kind of like spiral off it. And I I thought it was an interesting thing. I'm not going to say I listened to it more than like 20 times, but like it was good music to put on to go to sleep and stuff like that and just kind of vibe. I think it was great. I loved how it had so many features, which is something that Amo also had. We've also got Amy Lee and Baby Metal featuring, which is going to be very. absolutely interesting yes, on this new very. record. I think overall, Bring the Horizon is on this amazing timeline that they're just doing the best work of any band out of the scene. And they've been at this kind of peak for a long time now. Like I would almost say as long as kind of fallout boy has stayed at the peak of music whereas like fallout boy was at the peak and then they disappeared so we kind of take that time chunk of time out and now fallout boy's been back like they've been up there just as long paramore has been up there for a long time kind of in and out in and out bring the horizon's been up there for quite a while now yeah they have and i think this is going to be one of the biggest records oh, this year 100 percent, it will be and that's there's a reason that it's their number one album and you know i i yeah, I, I really I'm I feel like they're just that band in the scene where everybody's mm-hmm. waiting to see what their next move is. And whether we like it or not, many bands are going to copy it. <laughs> and we've seen that happen. Yeah. I won't name names, but yeah, it's happened, um, you know, t- so many, so Multiple many times. occasions. But but back to that EP, mm-hmm. you know, the. One track where it's almost like Ollie Sykes is being interviewed. Do you know this? And he goes on this like yeah. spoken word rant yep. for like 10 minutes. Honestly, like that, I, I thought that that was brilliant. Like, oh, it's so bold. I'd love to ask him if I, if he could ever do the podcast. I mean, he, he, he's kind of like a dream guest at this point because there's just so much mis- mystery with the guy. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, like the, I, I at first I heard it and I was like I don't know if this is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard or like just nonsense but I after listening to the record yeah. maybe two even just a second time I was like this is amazing but I want to know did he do you think Mike that he did that mm-hmm. off just off the cusp do you think that he um, off the cuff, whatever the, the expression is, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or do you think that he said a bunch of stuff and they edited it or do you think he wrote it? Cause I really, really wonder. See that, that part I don't know about because I've watched, uh, bring these lately. They've been very kind of visual with their songwriting process. Cause in quarantine, they've just decided like, hey, we're giving this to our fans and they've released a huge YouTube series about just the recording of Parasite Eve and like working on this album and such. And you kind of see Ali Sykes process a little bit when he's writing. You very rarely get to look at his tablet screen. 
but when he's like working on lyrics he's actually drawing out Hmm. things none of his lyrics are just typed out it's all like looks like a notebook piece of paper with like sketches in the sides and like doodles and like all the words are in different fonts and stuff like that and it just looks absolutely crazy so do i think that he wrote it possibly because that's just kind of the band that i think bring me the horizon is everything is done with a purpose and very methodically but do i also think that with that ep they were just kind of tossing some stuff to the wind that they had been working on and didn't find the proper home for yeah i mean it could have 100 percent just been yeah. a little weird thing super cool no we'll and we'll be talking a lot about that album next week and uh make sure you tune in everybody Maybe even a track by track. You want to do it? <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll do it. Uh, maybe I mean, we we'll could do it at the end for the heart the the freaking uh, the heart the I hardcore mean, people. I don't know if you saw my message. There's literally nothing that I care about coming out next week besides like maybe one album that we could talk about, unless anything okay. surprise drops. So it might be a week to just go in depth on some of our favorite albums from the week or or from the past month or so we've been doing this who knows now everyone knows the number one album of the week is the new bring me the horizon record so if you guys like music like that which i'm sure you do if you're here mm-hmm. uh check out the record listen to it and come back next wednesday or whenever we do this and uh we will talk about it and, you know, we'll, if you've listened to the record, you'll probably take a lot away from from the conversation. So it's I'm not saying it's homework, but yeah. in a way, you know, that that that's kind of a cool way to do this. You know, if people if people are, are listening to this to hopefully find out about new bands, uh, I think that's cool. So let's mm-hmm, let's run sure. down the uh, the top five as a little recap. Um, get your pencils out. Write this down. OK, everybody. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> There's there's a quiz. We'll get back to that. Uh, so at number five, we've got Is Christmas All Over by the Goo Goo Dolls. Fuck yeah. <laughs> number four? Number four, we've got October Forever by Driveways. I gotta say, I don't love the band name. I don't either. It's kind of, it kind of sounds like, it sounds like so many other pop punk bands, right? There's obviously there's like movements and monuments and and palisades mm-hmm. and there's all these like one word plural band name things right and they're always yeah I feel like it's always just trying to sound like super epic you know or be like an ep- epic thing mm-hmm. like uh, for some reason I don't know why I keep mentioning monuments but like monument it's like a big thing you know it's a big word but driveways it's like that's a thing that you park on and then you might get some oil stains on. Uh, you know, and you got to shovel it if you live in a cold place like we do, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's not a super exciting I mean, noun, you know? It's not, but maybe that's part of the magic and why they picked it because, like, it, it is easy core, like pop right. punk almost, where it's like, I don't know, there's nothing really serious about that and there's nothing really serious about a driveway. No. I'm just saying I love the name. Anyway, hey, uh, number three. Number three, we've got the new album Anna from Wild Ways. Wild Ways, straight out of St. Petersburg, Russia. That is cool. That is cool. Check oh, them yeah. out. And uh, okay, number two. Number two, we've got the new album No Eternity in Gold by Like Moss like Flames. Flames. Great band, great people. Can't wait for that one. And the number one album of the week, Hell I'll yeah. let you say it, Mike, is 
It's post-human survival horror by Bring Me the Horizon. There it is. A big one. Probably the biggest album we've talked about so far that we've been doing this uh, for, for a couple months, a few months now. So it's a big one. Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly yes. say so. And make sure everybody, you follow Mike there. You can see his Instagram handle, at Slappy Slam. He, uh, he puts out yeah. not just our top five, but all his entire list of everything coming out um, this week. Do you have any uh, uh, honorable mentions? Oh, of course I have honorable mentions. Well, give it to me, Mike. So this is kind of a surprise release. Um, if you know one of our favorite people in the world, Chris Franzek, <laughs> Franzilla, he's dropping the initial first full-length Bone Crew record, which is his trap metal project. Uh, that'll be something. Not sure how that'll go. But if you're interested in that, that'll be coming out. Okay. Have you listened to Bone Crew at all? No. Oh, it's it's kind of weird, but some of the stuff some of the stuff slaps, and some of it is just not okay. listenable. Um, there are some kind of big albums that are coming out that just didn't make it the list this week. Um, there's a new album from Pucifer. If you're into that, uh, I think Manor James Keenan, Tool, uh, Perfect Circle, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. It's his third band. Um, if you're into old school hip hop, there's a new Busta Rhymes album, which is surprising to me. I didn't think he was still alive, let alone making music. Sorry, Busta Rhymes. See, he, here's the thing. So do you um, do you watch The Masked Singer? I don't. So, okay. I don't know if anybody here watches The Masked Singer. I remember seeing the commercials on TV, like when I'm watching, like it's always after football games. So there's always like ads for it. And I mm-hmm. remember... Um, you know, seeing the advertisements and being like, what the fuck? Like, this is the weirdest, weirdest show. Like this, I I don't know about this. This sounds, this seems like the stupidest thing. So uh, after a football game, I think it was like the last season, it came on and I just was like Mm -hmm. watching it. And I got to say, like, I got kind of hooked on it. And now, I mean, and now that happens I'm sometimes. like, I'm still one of the, one of the people that still pays for cable TV. Like I still have that mostly just to watch sports, but I am mm-hmm. all like constantly making sure that I, I am, I am tuning into the mass singer spoiler. You can put the, your earmuffs on. He was on, on the season. I was like, that's oh, cool. kind of crazy because yeah, like what's he doing? And of course he's on the mass singer to yeah. promote, you know, is this new album um his new but album no, but I, I like love the mass singer i think it's great and um i always hated i like always hated robin thick kind of just thought he was annoying and i like mm-hmm. just like I, I, I really like alan thick and i just thought he was kind of like alan thick's dumb son but he's he's great on the show man he's yeah. great on the show so anyway yes i am a masked singer fan that's good to hear somehow another thing awesome. on the masked singer because i have to say this point if you watch the show this year they have they still have a live studio audience and but they don't interesting they're taking old footage uh from old seasons and splicing it in but they'll have like a funny moment and they'll turn to like the crowd reaction (laughs) and, and it'll be some someone being like like during a mask reveal they'll be like 
Like, and it's not that. It's from like two seasons ago. And then they even do the thing where they're where, like, they'll be the person will be performing like on the stage, but they'll do a shot from like the back of the room yeah. and they'll still have, have the crowd in there. Like they'll digitally put the crowd in there and they mm-hmm. never address it. So like if you were watching it, you would <laughs> they yeah, just act would, like it's not happening. It, you would be like, Oh yeah, there's like this is really fucked up. Like, how are there all these people here not wearing masks, like in a a crowded room? It's such a funny, like weird, like it makes it feel like, so I don't know the word. It's, it's just like dystopian, like, like we're like living a, like a huge lie. This shouldn't be happening (laughs) right now. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on, go on. I'm, I'm interrupting you big time this time. Mike. It happens, but just a couple things from kind of our neck of the woods. Um, there's an EP coming out. It's a split EP. Nobody really does those anymore. Love it. But it's from two deathcore bands. One One's called Victims and one's called Falsifier. I think it's a six-song EP that cool. should be pretty good um, if you're into deathcore. Uh, old, cool, old school death metal. Uh, we've got a new EP from Carcass. Oh, nice. Which I'm pretty excited for. I, I like Carcass. They've always been kind of a... One of the front runners for death metal, and they've also been really consistent. Oh, I mean, Car- Carcass, a classic band. Uh, I remember they t- uh, the used took a lot of shit when they called mm-hmm. their new album Heartwork because Heartwork is like yes, the, they did. the classic death metal record from Carcass came out in probably like nineteen ninety. Yep, I always loved uh, that Carcass had. I, I own the record. They had like a best of album called Wake Up and Smell the Carcass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, thank you for injecting a little bit good. of humor into metal. Whenever a metal band can get away with that, I, I appreciate it. So, yeah, I love that. I loved when a band called Cattle Decapitation did that once. And they called the album Medium Rarities. And it was like live <laughs> songs and like covers and stuff yeah. like that. But the album art, because obviously like Cattle Decapitation is all about like cannibalism and stuff like that. It's what they sing about a lot. The album art was just some dude's face on a frying pan on a stove. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it Medium Rarities. And I'm like, what? It's so good. <laughs> it was pretty good, it's though. so good. No, I, I, uh, I love that. I love that so much. Uh, what else? And then... I've got two singles that I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, they're both already out, which is amazing for me because I can talk to you about them because I've heard them. Uh, one of them is from a Japanese metalcore band called Passcode. It's really fun. They like to bring in a lot of electronic elements. It's really fast-paced and hyper. Um, if it was an anime opening song, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing song, um, really great, and kind of a band that is from our scene not from our scene they're really popular but they're not really popular and kind of just mysterious against the current has put out their first new single in a long time and i'm really stoked for that because i absolutely love that band and will go see them any chance i get nice what a week mike yeah we've got a lot of good music coming out awesome great okay well i guess we did it we did the thing yeah we did killing it Hello, everybody. It's Shane. Yes, I'm still here. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of This Is The New Shit. I wanted to let you all know next week we are doing a special little This Is The New Shit event all about the new Bring Me The Horizon record, which is out today. 
at 3 p.m. on Tuesday, Mike Howell and I will be live on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash Shane Told. We'll be live on there going through the new Bring Me the Horizon album track by track. So make sure that you listen to the new album and come on Twitch with us. We're going to get you know super interactive with everybody on there. And then next Friday, on the usual podcast time, the episode will be up. But it will be a special episode. We'll do honorable mentions still. Some of the other stuff that is coming out next week. But it's going to be really focused on the new Bring Me the Horizon record. Because, let's be honest, it's a big deal. So check out the album and then hear what we have to say about it. Again, that is Tuesday, November 3rd. Yeah, kind of a big day. So we're doing it before... You have your eyes glued to the TV for the election. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Pacific, and I guess that's like 9 p.m. in Europe if you're around across the pond. Okay? Thank you again for tuning in. Peace and love. See you next time.